0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome into the nightcap. I am not Zach Jones. My name is Joe Cali, and I am filling in for him while he's on his nice little vacation to sunny Florida. But without further ado, there's a lot going on right now. Plenty to talk about. I first want to get right into some some golf now could you could say the pga tour and the live tour absolutely despised each other at this time last year uh when golfers were being pulled away from the pga tour to go play in the live tour and now i guess everything's been kind of uh in a shocking turn of events you could say brought back around all to unification i i the pga is being called out for cash grabbing whatnot um they're the the PGA and the Live Tour are getting together, and it's something that no one could have foreseen coming. Uh, maybe you could have foreseen it, but wasn't in the bingo cards for this soon. I mean, the Live contest, the Live uh, Tour became a competitor quick, and uh, the PGA saw it, and I guess I guess went for it. Nearly a year after the first Live event, I mean, it's a collectively owned for profit. It, it, it's going to create one big entity in golf. And you, you you gotta think, how is this gonna work? Phil Mickelson's been blasting on Twitter recently, absolutely blasting the PGA players and whatnot. And to see Phil Mickelson play with Kepka, you know, like that, that could be interesting. There are some good things that could come from this, but it's just not something you could foresee whatsoever happening. So that that's that's been a big story of the day. Um, Around the NFL, there's been some—the Bills' groundbreaking ceremony was yesterday on their new stadium. The new Highmark Stadium was confirmed, that uh, Terry Pagula confirmed that, that the name will be staying with Highmark. Um, You know, that's that's awesome. You don't normally see a team and a new stadium built in the same area. Uh, Bon Jovi's tried to move it. You know, the Austin Bills were almost a thing. I feel like that's almost sacrilegious to say— but uh, that almost did happen at one point in time, but we are lucky that it's still here. So that happened yesterday. The Bills have also made some signing moves. Uh, we signed today officially, while rumors started swirling yesterday, officially signed today, veteran linebacker Leonard Floyd. The deal's worth $7 million. It's a one-year deal. And uh, there's also a sack incentive involved, which could bring the total to $9 million. So that that is a great pickup, I believe, for the Bills, a little late splash in free agency. You can't really argue with that. Um, you know, it's just the Bills also re-signed Ed Oliver. Um, that has b- brought up some controversy, some serious controversy with Bills fans. I mean, if you look at Twitter, that's about all that's going on with Bills fans right now. All good things from um, Leonard Floyd and uh, the the stadium, but not not looking too good in Ed Oliver's corner right now with a lot of people speaking out against um, his his restructure. Uh, even a caller earlier today on Shope and the Bulldog related to... Dawson Knox's contract from last year where you know we're paying him all this money we're extending him and is he worth it has he shown he's worth it we're taking a huge gamble the bills are not necessarily out of the uh out of the woods yet with their cap and you know they're putting a lot of a lot of time and money into Oliver and he hasn't really panned out on his own yes the addition of Ed Oliver certainly helped that last year but it returned a return to average if you will, after Oliver got injured, so uh, after um, Miller got injured sorry, and I don't know i I feel like i'm I have kind of mixed feelings about it. I like that Oliver he was really really excited when he got drafted um all about bill's mafia, but you can really you can't really see anything magnificent that's come from um his tenure, yes, flashes of greatness, like we've seen with a lot of other players, including Tremaine Edmonds who. Now a Chicago Bear really stepped out on his contract year last season. And, you know, it's just it's it's tough. It really is. Because Oliver's been here for a while. He's been on these deep playoff runs with us. He's a good run defender. I will say that, especially when Oliver pulls some of that double team off off the the middle of the line. Um but it's just I can't I don't know if I could justify giving the the extension and the amount of money he got with the current cap situation the Bills are under. Um so that that is just very interesting to me. I know a lot of people are not necessarily on board with it either. But um that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The uh Lawrence Pilot, that's another in other news. Lawrence pilot has departed from the Sabres yet again, times two, and he uh signing with Switzerland's Pro Hockey League. He's on contract there for the next two years. So he played for the Amherst most of the season, um, did pretty well uh, on their play, deep playoff push as well, but that's the second time Pilot has left for a um, an alternate league somewhere else in the world, but then the Stanley Cup Finals as well. We have uh, Vegas winning last night, 7-2 to against the Florida Panthers, and it's just, I don't know, Jack Eichel could be skating with the Stanley Cup over his head, and I, I don't know I personally, I'm not a fan of that idea whatsoever. I don't like that idea necessarily, but it is foreseeable. Would I like to see Sam Reinhart over Jack Eichel on the way they the the terms of leave you could say from the organization? Um, sure, yes, absolutely. Sam Reinhart should be holding the, the the cup over his head, but Vegas is sweeping right now, sweeping. But it's happened before, where a team has not looked great in game one, game two, and then all of a sudden come back and revive themselves and brought themselves back. So, I don't think it's out of the question for sure, but Florida is really going to have to dig, make things work, be able to do it. But I mean, that that's interesting as well. It's just 7:30 p.m. Thursday, game 3. You can listen right here on WGR Sports Radio, brought to you by Fugo Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. That'll be a good good listen, good watch. You know, it, it's it's interesting. I wish the Sabres were playing. I, I think everyone in Buffalo would Sabres were a fun team to watch this season. There's no question about it. And I think in the next couple seasons, we could see them make a surprise Cinderella run, if you will, with a better goalie. I mean, there's some Carter Hart rumors going around now. It's it's kind of swirling up now for the Sabres. So UPL trade for Carter Hart? mm, I don't know. Could be in the cards. We could see that happening. And then the Bandits, in other news. Bandits won the NLL championships, brought a championship back to Buffalo. I know it's kind of, you know, old news, if you will, just because it happened on Saturday but i mean you can't really get over the fact that there's finally a championship in buffalo in 15 years i mean it again it was the bandits in 2008 who won the last one and they've won 5 i want to say i want to say that's correct i'm not 100% sure not the biggest lacrosse guy go to a couple bandit games a year it's a good time there's no question about it it's amazing atmosphere there if i could if only a sabers game could get 12,000 people on a regular night. Like that would be fantastic. Not just a special night. I think that will be coming in the future. But but the Bandits winning their championship. I think, I think the dominoes are starting to tip. I, th- I think that was the first wall to crumble. Bandits win their championship now. Great. Bills Sabre season over. No shot there. New season starting up for both teams coming up soon here. Bills could win the Super Bowl. No question. They've been a contender for the past four years. Yes, the AFC is uber-super competitive. There's no question about it. But it's possible. Anything's possible. The Bills came back and and almost won that that Tampa Bay game a couple years ago. Thought you were out of that. Didn't think the Bills were going to make the playoffs this season, a lot of people. I mean, they were hyped, absolutely. But a lot of people were like, oh, the Dolphins are getting good. Oh, they're not going to be the one seed in the division. Please. I I, th- I think we can say that could still happen. There's no question that there's a competitive AFC East right now. But the Bills can win the Super Bowl. And then the Sabres, uh, they're a little further from a Stanley Cup. I'm not going to sit here and try and say that they're going to win it in the next couple seasons. Absolutely not. But I think the Bandits just started a trend here. We're bringing championships back to Buffalo. And whether you agree with me or not, I, I think there's there's a lot to be excited about, either way. If you're like, no way, no way, or yes way. There's there's a lot, a lot to be excited about. But kind of wrapping up the breaking news, I mean, the, the Bandits also parade on Thursday, June 15th. Not parade, celebration in the square, um, celebrating the team's victory. So that, if you're a free Thursday evening, that, that'll that be a good thing to go check out. First victory th- uh, parade celebration in Buffalo in 15 years, and also it's Bison's Bandits lacrosse night, so they'll be at the game as well. I believe uh, Bandits jerseys, wear them to the game, support the the championship team in Buffalo. It'll be it'll be a good time. But wrapping up on breaking news here, I think I think one thing that needs to happen now. We did earlier today on Chopin the Bulldog, there were some reverse AFC power rankings, and it was a pretty good list. It really was. I mean, aside the controversy of Mac Jones' past video being edited in New England, where the ball's leaving his hand at a completely different angle than it's falling in. The the wind must have been going probably 100 hours an hour to create an arc like that, where it just swings across. But, I mean, New England is sitting at the bottom of the NFL. I'm going to stick to the AFC East here on tonight's nightcap. Maybe... This coming week and next, as I fill in for Zach while he's away, we can go a little more in-depth. But stick with the AFC East here. There's a lot of talk, a lot of talk going on right now. And we'll get to Brandon Bean in a little bit here. I uh, We have a press conference to listen to from earlier today um, just to go through. Talked about DeMar Hamlin, Leonard Floyd signing Ed Oliver's contract. Uh, there's a lot going on. So um, we'll play that in a little bit. You'll hear that in a little bit. But AFC East the bills have been the favorites for the past few years now no question the jets now are making a run for it they have aaron rodgers who a lot of people this is kind of a 50/50 split a lot of people are like oh aaron rodgers he's going to do it he's going to he's going to take the jets deep into the playoffs some are like he's washed after last season in green bay he's proved that the jets the jets invested in nothing i'm kind of in between I think you get a couple years out of Rodgers, right? You get a couple good years. Nothing insane, absolutely, but a couple good years. And the Jets are in win-now win, win now mode. They they are. They, they've invested in Rodgers now, getting good receivers that he has good chemistry with. Clearly, that offense is trying to go win something. So you know where the Jets are at. They're trying to win now. Miami... On the other hand, contender last year. They were in the playoffs. Beat us. We split the series with the Jets and Dolphins. 50-50. Like, if that's not scary. And the Jets didn't even have Aaron Rodgers when they did that. Or half the receiving core they have picked up in free agency. Now they have Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. I think even that happened a couple weeks ago. But it's just... You, you can't sit here and deny that this AFC East is that competitive. And the Patriots, they, they have an offensive coordinator this year. They don't have Matt Patricia, defensive and special teams. They don't have him calling plays anymore. They have someone who took the team to the Super Bowl with Brady still on the team. And arguably, Mac Jones is that pocket passer plug-in, even though he tries to run sometimes. Pocket passer plug-in like Brady not even trying to say he's Tom Brady too, but he's that plug and play in that system that can do something okay. But you can't sit here and tell me that the AFC East is Bills all the way, and I'm one of the biggest Bills homers out there. Bills mafia all the way. The Dolphins. Get back to them. Defense. We got Jalen Ramsey. Yes, Josh Allen has a pretty good record against Jalen Ramsey. There's no question. But you can't tell me that their defensive additions, even on the defensive line, are not scary, especially when they blitz every play. Yes, our offensive line has gotten better. We've gotten some pieces. I think it's gotten better. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. But I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think they'll split with the Bills and Jets again if I had to predict a record. If I had to say anything this early, this early in the season, I mean, we're not even close to the preseason yet, and I'm already calling it out here. But I just think, I think it's, it's tough to not want the Bills to win everything, right? Being from Buffalo, if you're listening out there and you're from here, I mean, we have listeners all over, callers from Tampa, Florida, Toronto. Like, if you're from Buffalo, you want the Bills to win, but you can't tell me that there's not that inkling in you. That's like okay. We're going to split with these two teams. Maybe even the Patriots with an offensive coordinator. If they really get things cooking. Even though they're editing Mac Jones throwing. You can't tell me that. This is not going to be. A competitive exciting season. Playing these teams twice. Even probably three times a year. I'm going to I'm gonna make that call right now. Three times a year is not out of the question. You've got. Bills, Jets, Bills, Miami has gotten switched now, though. I will say that. That's a nice little breather, you could say. Instead of playing in 150 degree weather on the sunny sideline, they're now coming here to play in 70 degree weather. By that point, maybe even 65, 60 degree weather, pushing fall. And then we're going back there in December to play in 60 degree weather. So they won't be playing in snow. We won't be playing in sweltering heat. So I think that evens things up a little bit, but either way, I think the Bills' Dolphins split, Bills' Jets split, and I can even see the Bills' Patriots splitting, and I was at that Monday night game two seasons ago, where they ran it 45 times, Mac Jones threw three times, and that was the return of the Patriots, quote-unquote. We now have that running back that ran 45 times on us, Damian Harris. So there's blood in the AFC East, there is. They're like the AFC West of last season. How touted they are. Last last season, the AFC West with the Chiefs. The Broncos before Russell Wilson set foot on the field. Thinking that it was, oh my gosh, they're, they're going to do it. They're going to the bowl. The Chargers. Still a great team that's kind of underrated. But they can't get it done in the big games. And now they have a good, off, better offensive coordinator. Arguably. That will help them get it done. When do they need to? Then you got the Raiders. I mean, okay, they're the, they're the Patriots with Josh McDaniel. There's no question. You, you, you can't really tell how that's going to go. They got Jimmy G, but now he's got, he didn't pass a physical or something I saw. So you don't know how that's going to go. But the Raiders are alike to the Patriots where they're kind of the bottom feeders of the division. That doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, I know you've heard Zach and Josh on Sports Talk Saturday a couple of days ago mentioned that the patriots are going to be one of the bottom feeders in the NFL. While I want to agree with that, I feel like there might be a little bit where they're like they're they're upper, they're lower to low. Like they're they're in that bottom if you, if you did 16 teams in the AFC AFC, they're probably 13, 12 or 14, somewhere in that area. Not saying that's unpredictable, of course. Like that that's what the raiders and patriots are. They're right around there. Raiders are even worse. Sorry, I can't I can't even say that. But then you've got the Chargers, Chargers and the Dolphins. I would put them on the same level. I really would. I think you have two two good quarterbacks. Herbert's more of a gunslinger. He looks more like Josh Allen than uh, Tua. But Tua has shown that minus his injury proneness, which has become an issue, and that's, that's a whole other thing as well. If he gets one more hit, what's the question there? Is he retiring? He said he contemplated it this offseason. That's for another, another chat. But I think the Dolphins and Chargers are the two easiest ones to combine. Not to combine, to compare. Just with young quarterbacks, young talented quarterbacks and whatnot. And then you've got the Broncos and Jets. They're the, oh, we got the veteran quarterback and good receivers. Veteran quarterback going to change this team. And then maybe doesn't. Maybe doesn't. Could. But maybe doesn't. Last season, Russell Wilson, in the offseason, let Russ cook. Broncos country, let's ride. That was all the talk. Now, now it's not. Now they won't let him set foot on another primetime game, except he's playing the Bills primetime. So, now they have the flex rule because of that. But, uh, aside from the point, I digress. The Dolphins, Chargers are similar. The Jets, Broncos are similar. From Everything in the AFC West is from last year. And then the Bills Chiefs, of course. The two number one seeds in the past few years who do make the deep runs into the playoffs consistently over the past, what, five, four years? I would say three, four years now. You, you can't argue with that. And the Chiefs, I mean... It, they're the number one. I mean, there's no question about it. As much of a Bills fan as I am, I can't sit here and try and say the Bills are better than the Chiefs. I mean, they haven't done it. Chiefs won the Super Bowl this past season. Bills have won none. And I'm not sitting here trying to be negative about it. But it's just being real. You 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 gotta you you gotta win a Super Bowl with this current team we have, especially now, if the whole D Hop thing throws a wrench into it. Like that could that could be a big thing. Like, we don't know what's happening with that. Brandon Bean said today, he's still open with it. You're gonna hear that in his press conference. But it it it's 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 interesting to look at the AFC East this year because it is so similar to the AFC West last year. And I don't think it's really gonna switch up that much. I think you could see three of the four teams in the AFC East in the playoffs. You almost did last year. The Jets crash and burned. And the Jets also will have Brees Hallback, who had an amazing season last year. Granted, ACL injury, I believe. Coming back from those, you don't know how it's going to be. But, I digress. The AFC West last year is the AFC East of this year. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. I know that was kind of vomit, word vomit, just with the breaking news and going into the AFC East. But, I mean, it's just... It's going to be a wild season. And there's with the news we've had the past couple days, just the PGA Tour and Live Tour merging. Like like June's supposed to be a quiet time. There's not supposed to be a lot going on. Carter Hart might be coming to Buffalo now. People are starting to go crazy about that. Jack Eichel might be holding a Stanley Cup over his head. The Bandits won a championship. And the AFC East is going to be the most competitive division in football next year. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. It already has been. It's going to be great. We'll be right back with some more of the nightcap. I'm Joe Cali, filling in for Zach Jones. You're listening to the nightcap on WGR. welcome back to the nightcap on WGR my name is Joe Kelly I'm filling in for Zach Jones while he's in sunny Florida enjoying himself hope you are enjoying yourself out there Zach if you're listening I want to take you guys back if you're listening out there to Brandon beans press conference earlier today dropped a lot of stuff about the recent signings contract extensions and the uh the stadium I believe he said a couple things about so we're gonna I'll, I'll you guys will listen to that and uh, I'll be right back with you guys in a little bit here
0: Progress he made. What specifically has he been elevated? Yeah, really proud of him, you know, to take that next step. That's probably the obviously you guys have seen him out here working out. He put he put the helmet on um the last practice last week and um texted his parents afterwards like just so proud of him and thrilled for where he's at in his journey. Uh he's still got you know, still got more more milestones to hit. But to think back, you know, we're just at the beginning of June and that was the beginning of January and we were just hoping he'd live, and now he's not only got a normal life, but we're talking about playing not any football, NFL football. So uh, thrilled for him, uh, all the people that have been around him, and uh, hes it's an amazing story. So, like, what are the next steps before he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean we're just in his, you know, building his uh, reps up, and uh, he's great. Like he's mentally ready to go. He's he knows the defense. He's an, it's year three into it. It's all that. Um, the next thing is going to be uh, we got to put pads on, and uh, it'll be at training camp. But I thought it was really important for him to, uh, if he could and felt it was ready. You know, this is this is a two-way communication. This is not us saying you got to do this, and you know it's um, he's he's worked really hard on the mental side of this. Uh, physically he's 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 all cleared but this is you know a real you know a real deal from a mental standpoint after you've been you know to where he was but um you know the next thing will be when we get to St. John Fisher I think he's done you know we'll you know n- through next week minicamp continue to ramp him up um you know with helmets on but uh that'll be probably the next big hurdle for him tackling <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you're always as we say all the time. You know, roster building is a 12 month thing, and and I know people people panic after the draft sometimes. Oh, you didn't get this position or that position. Um, you never know. Things are always out there. Some guys didn't get what they wanted. Um, he's a guy we checked in with before the draft. He's a guy we stayed in touch with with his reps. And a couple of weeks ago, they said, "Listen, there is some mutual interest here." Um, we talked loose parameters um and and just thought it would be good to get on a call so um i talked to him it was the week before last uh had a nice 15 20 minute conversation with him told him about our organization our team we talked about you know he played at um uh hargrave military with Shaq and and um dion there I mean, we we're just talking about some of the guys obviously he knew vaughn and uh and then you know a few days later Vaughn came up to me and said, hey I heard you talk to Leonard Floyd you know he he reached out and asked some questions and um, so that's kind of how it started and then um, after that he you know after that talk we really started talking numbers he had some other teams interested and and um, this weekend we came to a conclusion that uh, he wanted to be a bill and and he was going to take the deal we put we had on the table what is the how Uh, I'm sorry, my phone was blown up. What are some of his traits that stood out to you as potentially valuable? Well, he's a pass rusher. I mean, just the ability to, you know, get after the passer first. You know, again, you got to – you know, you got to – the best way to play defense in the, in this league, in such a passing league, yes, you have to stop the run. We, we know that. But we also got to get the, you know get to the other quarterback, get him off the spot. Even if you're not sacking him, you know, affecting him, uh, you know, hurrying throws, things like that. Um, I think the last three years he's just under 30 sacks. Um, so to add a guy like that um, to our group adds competition. And, um, you know, I think our guys all will, will rise up, you know, adding another guy like Leonard Floyd. Vaughn bon, bon talked, bon talked about how this might alleviate the urgency for him to have to rush back with, with Leonard here. Um, is, is that a fair assessment? And, and, and how much does he help, you know, fill that? Yeah, I don't know when I expect him back. I mean, Vaughn is shooting for week one. That's his target. That's never changed. As we sit here today, that's still his goal. Um, our goal, you know, even if we knew right now that he's going to play week one, we would have done this. This wasn't a move of, oh, Vaughn might not be ready. Um, this was about adding to our group adding another player and just you know, we like to rush in waves We don't we don't play our D line a high volume of snaps We want them fresh getting after that quarterback. So it was really just adding another guy to the group would, uh, how, how long the I would say you know w- We had talks uh, last summer a little bit and ultimately we didn't uh, we ended up not doing anything and after the season, at some point, you know, spoke to his, his reps, and, and I spoke to Ed and just said, listen, I'm going to get through the draft. And after that, we'll, we'll take a look. We'll see where we're at, what money we have left, what, where you're at. And, you know, if, if we can get on the same page, you know, you know, we think your best football is ahead of you. But uh, it, it has to make sense for him, and it has to make sense for us. And, you know, I think in the end, I think we found the right deal. Top 10 pick, but they're going to be pretty high expectations. Yep. What gives you that confidence that he is going to take that step forward and develop into that consistent weekend and week out force that now you're paying him to be? Yes, I've seen growth in Ed in, in more ways than just what you see on the field. Um, I think people, I think there are more plays out there that Ed could make. I I, I doubled down on that. Uh, you know, Ed and I have talked about that. I know Eric Washington's talked with him. I know Sean has. Um, just, again, the more he plays, the more experience he gets. Understanding at times uh, what teams are trying to do to him. Ed's greatest trait is his get off, and sometimes people use that against him, and, and he may run himself, you know, out of a, out of a play, just a misdirection or whatever. Knowing what they're trying to do to him, reading his keys, those are the types of things that can, you know, take him another step. But I think his best football is ahead of him. Obviously, we wouldn't have done this move. Um, that position is also. Um, it's a premium position in our league and they're hard to find, especially if you're having success, you know, where do we draft him We drafted him up high. It's just, it's, it's hard to find those. And so, um, you know, I think we've invested in him through four years and I think his, like I said, his best football is ahead of him and, and it's on him and, and us to, co- to continue to develop him. To be, you know, one of those top players again. You're looking at those numbers; the highest guys making thirty. You got a lot of guys getting in the twenties. So, um, if they're any good, you're going to be paying them, you know, you know, pretty good money.
1: How pleased are you of uh, Dalton's PK uh,
0: progress so far? Yeah, I think Dalton's done a nice job. He's coming in here. He's learning. Um, it's still very early. You know, uh, you know, what's he? He hasn't even been really in the building a month. But I think he, he's, you know, he's he's a great young man. He's working hard. Um, he, he's given himself every chance he can to make plays out on the field by studying, working, you know, working his craft, getting with, with Dawson and, and the guys in the room, and obviously Rob Boris is doing a good job getting him schooled up. But, um, you know, it's still going to be a ramp-up for him, rookie year. You know, I don't, I don't want us putting crazy expectations on him. I think, we're, you know, you set him up to fail if you do that. Um, but, uh, you know, happy where he's at and, and looking forward to watching him continue to grow in our system. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it could be, um, you know, potentially, but uh, I, don't expect, I don't expect us to do that at this point. And back to do um, a coincidence that at five guys who a Super Bowl on that Rams team on this point. Yeah, I think it's, you know, listen, um, it is one of the things you look for is when adding people who have done it and who know, you know, you can always talk about it. I mean, I can tell you some of the great traits that, you know, I've been a part of teams that made Super Bowls or championship games. And there are some commonality you know, and some common themes. So anytime you can add someone, whether it's a, a coach, uh, a player, even even more, that can talk through what's been there and, and tell the guys um, what that team had that kind of set them apart and got them over the top, uh, especially, you know, once you get into the playoffs. Where you know everything takes and you know ramps up another level. So um, yes, it's it's not that we were just choosing that team, but uh, they are you know they wanted a couple of years ago, and and so um, that's a you know that's a quality that you know we wouldn't be afraid to you know add. And just as a just as a follow-up, because I mean you know Vaughn talked about this a lot last year. I mean imagining leaving LA for Buffalo. I mean no offense to Buffalo, but LA is LA, and just to, to have that that kind of thing happened yeah um, was somewhat of you know before the Bills became winners yeah I mean I think it's uh it's a reflection of what we've been able to do obviously we haven't achieved uh, what we're looking to that ultimate goal but um I think we've we've shown progress we've shown that we're going to be competitive um people like to play with Josh Allen I think that helps and and um, I think people see that we've been close and you know they're going to look at themselves as maybe i'm one of those players that can help differentiate it uh, in some of the biggest moments and, and I think that's how Leonard saw it. Yeah, it's wired that way. He's um, he he naturally has a chip, and I think he is aware that um, some people question um, whether he whether he earned that or whether he was worth that. Um, you know, we don't. We like I said, we think his best football is ahead of him. We again, just because you left plays out there um, that maybe would have got you to, you know, instead of five sacks, seven sacks, or four sacks to six sacks, something like that. Um, you know, doesn't mean you're down on them. It just means sh- there's, there's more meat on the bone. And, and like I said, Ed naturally is wired that way. He's, he wants to, you know, he wants to prove it. And, and, you know, he still looks at himself as a young guy and, and he wants to get back to the table and see if he can get, you know, paid even more.
1: That is Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, addressing the media early today. And, uh, Again, Joe Kelly filling in for Zach Jones. This is a nightcap you're listening to. Brandon Bean, arguably a great general manager. A lot of people say he's whiffed on a lot of things. Josh Allen's his shining star. This will be a test at Oliver. You don't know how this is going to go. Could go any way. Like like we had mentioned earlier in the hour here. It's a it's a gamble. You're 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 splashing the pot. You're throwing your chips down. You're hoping that you're able to, you're going all in. You're hoping that he's able, he's going to break out because you've seen a player do this in Tremaine Edmonds, but you've also seen the opposite happen on the team where Dawson Knox was given the big bucks and this isn't necessarily on him, but wasn't utilized properly and didn't produce the way you wanted him to, or like a tight end who should be making those big bucks. So it'll it'll be interesting. That's all you could say. Because there's nothing we can do about it now. Nothing that can be changed now. And Oliver's here to stay for four more years, whether you like it or not. I'm kind of in the meh. I like it. I don't like it. Kind of in the middle crowd. But what are you going to do? I mean, that it's that's what it is at the end of the day. It's it's football. It's all business. If You think you see something in him? And I think the Floyd signing might help Oliver's case. I think it might. Because now Von Miller's not going to be rushed back right away. He's not going to be, even though he wants to start week one, which I think is doable from the videos I've seen of him. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a guarantee, but it's doable. I, I, I think the Floyd signing is kind of a cushion, which I like. But again, when Oliver was playing, or sorry, Miller was playing, Oliver excelled. As soon as Miller got injured, Oliver kind of staggered a little bit. Which I think Floyd might help with. And he's, he's proven himself. Floyd, Floyd played very well on the Rams. He's listed as a linebacker, but he's, he's an edge rusher. Okay. Like there's no, no question about it. He's, he's a sack machine, sack machine. And I, I, I think he's going to help Oliver out. I think both him and Miller are going to help Oliver out. And I think Oliver might end up being worth it. And I think he's got it on his back to show that he has to be. So I think that's a whole nother thing. We're going to take a quick break, a little time out here. But when we come back, we'll talk some more Bills, maybe some Sabres, just some off-season news, nothing nothing special. We'll just we'll run it down. Joe Kelly filling in for Zach Jones. You're listening to The Nightcap on WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap. It's Joe Cali filling in for Zach Jones while he's in sunny Florida. He got me for a little over, little over a week here. So hope you hope you hope you've been enjoying it. Um, just want to before we wrap up, we were talking about the AFC East here. We got a couple minutes left, and one thing I wanted to to look at here is some some divisional winner odds preseason already already starting. I think. I think that'd be a good idea. So, let's look at. The, we'll go bottom up. Patriots are plus seven fifty to win the division. This is from Vegas Insider, by the way, credible source. Plus seven fifty does not surprise me in the slightest, as what we were talking about earlier. There's not much. There's not much going on there. Sorry, you have an offensive coordinator, big whoop. Okay, you still have Mac Jones as your quarterback. It could be bad. We could see. They could subvert expectations and go crazy. We don't know. I'm hoping not. I'm thinking not. So we're going to stick with plus 750 as being a good, good odd right now. The Dolphins. That's where it gets a little tighter. Make a big jump from plus 750 to plus 290. So the Dolphins are plus 290. They're third. Third. They have them behind the Jets, which is crazy. But I I think I'd have the Dolphins over the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers is throwing a fork in the whole thing, so we'll see how that goes. But Dolphins plus 290. The Jets are plus two fifty. So there we go. Not much of a difference. The Jets edge them out very like by 40 points. That's it. Nothing crazy. So I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. The Bills are plus 130, plus 130. That seems about right. It's been, the, it's been the trend the past few years. That's just how it is. The Bills have been winning the division or not much is going to change there until they lose one season. If they lose, knock on wood, not much is going to change with that. They're going to still be the predicted favorite, but unfortunately the time is coming to an end, but it's been a good, good first nightcap. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed again. My name is Joe Kelly, filling in for Zach Jones. You're listening to the nightcap on WGR.